You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. Yo, DJ, You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man? And action. <laughs> we back at it again. Woo! I was just got finished hitting the quan, so I'm a little tired. Oh. Hit the quan. Hey. And I love swing y'all. Hey. 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 Man, we just like to have fun. That's what I'm going to just say. <laughs> I'm going to just put it out there like that. We miss you guys, man. Yeah, man. Sorry we took a little hiatus last week. A little vacation. Yep. Unexpected. But, hey, we back in this thing. Most definitely. Soldier Boy went to... Uh... Nah, that was last episode. You went to New York, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been back for a little while. Just like with some of the holiday stuff, we didn't get around to recording, actually. So, yeah. But you guys are important to us. Yes, Lord, y'all are important to us. Thank and you for being patient. You know what I'm saying? And we want y'all to look at us on Periscope. We got Periscope accounts now. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we're getting uh, adjusted to it. It was kind of funny because, like, shoot, it kind of escalated kind of quickly on Periscope. <laughs> yeah, like. man, somebody called us some N-words. Yeah. They told us to dance. They said all black people dance and play, play basketball. basketball and football. <laughs> you got to realize, man, social media, you always got trolls, too, so I try not to play into that stuff too much. But do all black people dance? Play a lot of them do, bro. <laughs> we do excel at yeah. That's what I said. I was like, we going to do it. We might as well do it well. Yeah, I want tripping, man. Periscope is cool. You know, funny thing about Periscope, the people I follow, like, especially, like, if they preaching or something, yeah. you always got somebody saying something, like, out of line. They call it block party, so they normally just block them. Uh, but uh, people say some pretty mean stuff, man, but... But that's social media. That's social media. You can't... You got to do like we did. Just make a, a joke. Yeah. You know Cause you can hide behind the keyboard, you can hide behind your phone. Pretty much. But I, I said it jokingly, but you know, real talk, we would have went off on that dude. Yeah. And all them people that was looking at us, you know, what we about to preach on and yeah. talk about, it. talk about it, like these dudes. <laughs> and I guarantee that if he saw us in person, it'd probably be a different story. Yeah, we some pretty big guys, man. So I don't <laughs> trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. I don't think he was really about that life. Yeah, you ain't about that life. You know, nah, just we just went ahead, just hit block right quick. Yeah. Yeah. Quick. Ain't even uh, worried about it though. Hey, how was your Thanksgiving? Wonderful, man. Wonderful. Thanksgiving was dope. Y'all put up some good plates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like plates. Oh, plates. Did. Oh, yeah, man. Mama, yeah, mama. Oh. She, she outdid herself. Man. My aunt was down here too, so oh, okay. it's her first time um, being in Texas for Thanksgiving for the holiday. So, oh, okay, cool. She's still here? Ah, uh, nah. She she went back. Oh, okay. Uh, last week. Cool, cool. So. Uh, Shout out to you, Aunt Lori. I don't know if you toned in, listening, whatever, but uh, I think she tuned into the, our last episode. Oh, cool. You know, Shout out. Sat around and to it. Shout out. Shout out. How about y'all, fellas? Good, man. Fried a couple turkeys, you know, sat around with the family, ate, you know, played games, you know, the normal, normal. You've been off this week, right, Ryan? Yeah, I had vacation this week, so vacation. I just, yeah, I just stayed at the house I pretty much. alone. Yeah, <laughs> I stayed at the house. I didn't really do too much. I just relaxed, you know, to have for the house to myself during the daytime and, you know, at night, you know, just kicked it with the, the wife and the daughter. So he's over there uh, uh, being a bully in Monopoly. I saw. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a bull in that thing. So I just, you know, <laughs> I, I wiped the table with everybody. But I love Monopoly, man. It's like, my, 
Favorite game. What y'all left? No, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm laughing at What? Oh, man. Never mind. <laughs> it's a, he's a bull at that night. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. That's funny. Go ahead, man. How was your Thanksgiving, Earl? It was cool. I got sick, though. Yeah. It happens to me every year, though. So I'm not even used. I'm not even like surprised anymore. Mm. You get sick at Thanksgiving every year. Like around Christmas time, Thanksgiving, no, it's either one or the other. Man, I normally get like a, a headache. Yeah, but it, it's it feels like flu symptoms. You know what I'm saying? But like, damn, yeah, it, it's just dab. <laughs> dab. Cover your sneeze. <laughs> I did dab. Yeah. No, it's like you be like real out of line. Like if you like sneeze in your arm, someone says instead of God bless you, like dab, <laughs> dab. Yeah, bro, about why I would be mad. But now nah, we. Um, got a little sick. <laughs> I was sick for like a week. Oh but goodness. I'm better now. I'm healed. Yeah, we're we not laughing at your sickness. Jesus, Hallelujah. Nah, nah. nah. Happy that, that battle, brother. We laughed at that <laughs> He had to give the scientific hood terminology. He wanted to. He wanted to preach that thing so bad on his little video. You know. Damn. People didn't really receive it. Well, Rashad, shut up. Rashad <laughs> Moss, no. What was funny too was like, was that uh, Chris Carter on uh, Mike and Mike? Yeah, it was explaining what the dab was that Cam Newton was doing. It's like, Chris, stop. Yeah, please stop. It, just, it should need to be explained. Like, just do the dance. You know, it's one of them things too. Is like, look, man, like black people, we have enough attention. On us anyway Like let's not throw each other Under the bus Cause clearly what you just did Is gave somebody some ammo Well on top of that Like check it out I'm happy to be talking Cam about this Because like our What I guess I, I don't want to make it a racial thing But I guess it's gonna come off like that But okay We'll talk about it <laughs> When like white people Or other races Who not Quote unquote Educated about Like these Black dances Whatever are they like really asking questions because they really want to know? Are they like really like laughing at you and just want to hear you explain how stupid it looked? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was like right over here. What are doing there? I forgot to talk to those other things. But it was perfect though, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I mean, I'm, I don't know. If I like to us, I know when we see. You know, other demographics, you know, white people doing the dances, you know, it kind of turns us off of it. It's like, oh, it don't even mean nothing no more because everybody doing it now. You know, but I, um, when they when they ask about the dances, you know, I, I don't think they, I don't think they need an explanation, really. It's just, you know, it's kind of just a dance to us, you know, to our culture. Right, right. But I'm just saying, like, you know, that video that went viral with uh, the news reporters? Yeah. There was, like, you know, hit the quad and they was, uh, damn and uh, I forgot the other dance they were doing. Whipping the day day. Yeah, she was a whipping the day day. Like the uh, the white chick in like the purple dress. It was like, like she's killing it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was, was the fact that she was white dancing did that made, make, it, made it look better or something? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that made like oh she's killing well, it, but, a, but she's white. It's well, the same thing. You mentioned this in like what week one maybe even like white preachers sometimes. In the black church, they kind of get a lot of love because it's like, oh, man, white boy can preach. <laughs> right, uh, right. No, nah, he just can preach, you know? Yeah, <laughs> really yeah he, I mean, the dude's anointed, right? Yeah, does it really matter that he's a white dude? But same thing about a white dude playing in Oregon, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Or, or like, or, or dude, yeah, we, we mentioned the guy who was in the, uh, the uh, step line. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that video went stupid viral, you I know think, what I'm saying? I think with us, 
you know, especially as African Americans or black people, you know, we just like, oh man, they got it. You know what I'm saying? And they doing it for the love. You know what I'm saying? They ain't doing it like try to show off or anything like that. When you see somebody hitting it and they hitting it like, like, like we would hit it, it's like, oh, damn, they down. You know what I'm saying? Well, I hate to hear like people like stop trying to be black. He's <laughs> dancing, though. <laughs> but check it out. We show all that love, right? Yeah. But is it reciprocated? No. Because I'm saying, like, if you have a black person that speaks, like, eloquently and talks, you know what I'm saying, like, like properly and, like, using proper syllables and grammar and everything, they like, oh, man, man he's killing it, like, with the grammar or whatever. Or, oh, man, this, this dude, like, really rose to the top of the, the corporate, you know, the structure, the office. Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying? It, I like, think it is reciprocated, but only in maybe certain circles. Um, you may have to have a certain prestige or something like that, or only a certain circle may accept you. I don't think it's, I don't think it's over. I won't say as over rationalized with, you know how, you know, like we said, black preachers or you know white preacher coming into a black church, you know it's like the whole church be like, oh that white boy can preach or whatever like that. I don't think it's so much socially accepted, you know, on the other side. It's not reciprocated in that way, but in a certain circle, you know, they may hear you hear you speak you know, proper English or proper grammar and be like, oh, wow, well, he's, you know, he's not like the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? So it, <laughs> that, that's how it may come off. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? That's them accepting you just like we would say, oh, you down because you know how to do the dance. That's their, that's maybe how they would accept you. So. Hmm. I just think that it's not always um, fair as far as our point of view. I think that we, as black people, sometimes take it overboard for the fact that if, if they're saying the exact same things with it in reverse, mm-hmm. we take it as it being racist. Uh, Does that make sense? It's like, you know, like, okay, a white boy dancing or a white boy who's hooping, like, you know, white chocolate, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. killing it, or Eminem rapping, like, dude, so a white boy, he's killing it. We don't feel like we're being racist, right? Right. But if they flipped around, was like <laughs> black dude speaking eloquently. Dude, for a black guy, he can truly talk. You're like, wait a minute, that's racist. Right. That the wrong way. That's, that's true. That's true. You, that's true. you feel me? It's like that's true. We it's would automatically get offended. Like, right. what you mean? What you mean for a black dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh, just because Barack Obama talks eloquently for a black guy, he sounds good. Yeah. He's like, that. he can't just be a brother that sounds fine. You know? I don't talk like I ain't got no kind of schooling. Right. Right. Exactly. So I, I guess that's kind of my mentality. Like, that's true. We that's end up like. We get offended real, real quick and real easy. Yeah, we like do. we want to pull the race car, you know. And I don't think we should really do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that um, it kind of brings us up. By, I saw a picture on social media, and it, <laughs> uh, it was uh, this white family, and they had like built like this little pyramid mm-hmm. with like I'm trying to see how I can describe it when I showed the picture. But like the dad was like had the mom up on his knee and she was like holding on to his head and also she had like her her daughter like on her shoulders and then on her shoulders was like a little little boy on top of her and they was like kind of putting up a little Christmas star on top of there mm-hmm. and it was like saying uh, the caption was like saying like white people give me a headache or like this is why we, we don't like white people mm-hmm. it was like they're like dang that's like unnecessarily racist but then like the comments was just going in saying why is that got to be about white people mm-hmm. and then they put a, a, a person put a, a picture of like all these black dudes with their pants hanging down like look like they was like robbing the store talking about this is why I hate black people yeah and people got offended it was like saying it's the exact same thing mm-hmm. that you Pe- said people showing ignorance from both sides of the race but was overtly racist and was for laughs yeah why is that okay that's I think, I mean, I think the the race card or the race, you know, 
the race debate, <laughs> you can rather you rather you say. Um, I just think it's it's a double standard in a lot of ways, man, on both sides. You know, whether it's whether it's white or black, black or white. You know, we all, uh, both of the cultures, you know, kind of do things that wouldn't necessarily wouldn't necessarily be frowned on in the other culture. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all get what I'm saying with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, like we said, we, you know. If you do something well that that black people excel at, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you're socially accepted now, right? You know, but on the other side, like we said, if you're, you know, if you're on the other side, it's oh, you're kind of the exception. You know, it's not like oh, you're just you can just be a part of us, but uh, oh, he's the one. You know what I'm saying? That's like mm-hmm. Barack Obama. You know what I'm saying? He's he's the one guy out of Chicago that can, <laughs> you know, possibly make it to the White House. You know what I'm saying? As if somebody or else even that craft a sentence together. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's it. Yeah, that that, that race thing is like that. It's, it's, it's dangerous, man. It's always a you know, it's always a shaky subject and shaky territory because it can go so many ways and can go left so quick. So I mean, do we do we feel as black people that we have the corner of the market on oh. certain things? Like whether it's, I think that we kind of intrinsically really feel like you know what when it comes to dancing. We're the only ones that can dance. Not, not the only ones. I'm saying that we got it down. <laughs> yeah. Or when it comes to rapping. Football, yeah, football and basketball. Sports. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, certain sports. Okay, I, I think really, but name American, one sp- American sports. But I'm saying like name one sport that we haven't dominated in outside of maybe hockey. Yeah, <laughs> hockey. But is that, is that because we haven't had the opportunity to dominate in it? That's or what, like. That's what it is. You said what? The president trying to skate on the ice. <laughs> yeah. I heard yeah, my, my whole, my whole left yeah. side. You know what I'm saying? That's like, probably true. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, like you said, I mean, with football and basketball, you know, I and that, that's that's the strange thing. I, I always see people, especially on Facebook and Twitter, you know, saying, why don't blacks have their own league and things like that? Because it's majority, 90% of every team. We do. It's called the NBA. <laughs> no, no, you're not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. But, you but 90% of the, the teams in every market, every NBA team is 90% African-American. Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? But we only have a small percentage of African-American coaches and African-American GMs. No owners, really. And no owners, you know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing in football, you know what I'm saying? 90%, uh, you know, I would say a little bit less. I would say probably about 70 75% in football, you know, are going to be African-American. But when you go up that... When you go up that ladder, Corporate higher ladder. and higher, you know, it gets it gets lighter. Same thing with music. Yeah. Very true. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of your pop stars and R&B artists and rappers, rappers you know what I'm saying, are other cultures, you know, outside of white, you know what I'm saying? Right. Whether it's whatever. And But the people who run in the show, who's writing the checks, yeah. they predominantly white. And so uh, that's that's kind of an interesting viewpoint, my like dad. So have we really lost the slave, the slave mentality? Because I was just about to that, go there. Yeah, New slaves. That, that's kind of how it it plays. I think you the know thing I mean? about it is we don't. I, it's, it's been proven, man. We can do whatever we put our mind to. Mm-hmm. We can dominate whatever we put our mind to. And if we want to get our point across. We can unite when we want to. You right. know, I think we, with the limitations we set on ourselves. Some people, no matter how much money they have now, how much money they've made, even in the league, they feel like there's still limitations. Now, ask the question is this. Is someone like Tyler Perry or Oprah, are they so popular because they're successful? 
or because they're black and successful? Mm. That's a good question. Because I'm saying you've got other talk show hosts with almost as much notoriety and popularity as what Oprah did. I'm not saying that they was as groundbreaking or as philanthropic as what she's done. I'm not taking anything away from what Oprah's done. I think she's done amazing things for not only the black community, but just people, period. But do we celebrate her so much because she's black and that's successful? Like Tyler Perry, is he so celebrated because he's black and successful in a area that's predominantly white? As far as like playwrights, you know what I'm saying? Um, And with Oprah, with talk show hosts. You feel me? Like outside of Oprah, what popular black talk show? We got Montel. And I can't think of anybody else outside. Arsenio. You know, but I mean, he was short lived. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I just like to say Arsenio. But, But I think as far as that goes, I think a lot of times... Even though they still do, you know, work for, you know, they provide African-Americans jobs, and I'm I'm pretty sure they do that as well. Mm -hmm. But I think as a black culture, we we tend to see them as sellouts a lot of times because they've reached a certain height. It's like they don't identify with us anymore. They don't identify with the common, quote unquote, black man, black woman, everyday struggle. So we don't we don't see them as we don't we don't remember them in their struggle. We just see the height and the pinnacle of their success. So we don't we like they we don't relate to them anymore. And that's what that's I think that's a key why we don't celebrate them maybe as we should. You know what I'm saying? It's because we don't see them as that that day to day that hardworking black man or black woman that took themselves you know from poverty and worked their way all the way up the corporate ladder to where they own their own businesses. They can provide those. African Americans jobs We see them all as Because when we look at a If we look at an Oprah Winfrey talk show Her audience is probably Going to be predominantly older white women You know what I'm saying It's not going to be It's not going to be a predominantly African American crowd It's not going to be you know what I'm saying? And that's one thing I think that and that and that and we see that on the day to day. Maybe if you watch her show, I don't even know if her show still comes no, on. Yeah. But um but I know, you know, in the past when I, I I've even looked at Oprah's show and it's like, you know, her audience now caters to a certain demographic. You know what I'm saying? Not to say black people don't watch the show, but now it caters to a certain demographic that maybe African Americans don't identify with. Huh. Interesting. And then on the opposite side of this, Tyler Berry, most of his crowd is church black people, right? That, that's how he predominant. I would say that's how he made most of his money in the beginning. I think he still does the fact. I mean, because he's proven that he was able to tap into a section of black demographics that weren't coming to movies. Smart. You know? Yeah. And he was able to... He got in churches, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, in, in the churches. And so, I mean, like, he was able to tap into that market and then market to them. Yeah. And they brought them out. I mean, be honest. Those are people he was marketing to were people who was bootlegging everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. But they was like, you know what? We ain't finna bootleg because we gonna support Tyler. Right. We gonna go, we gonna go out buy, we gonna buy tickets. Right. We gonna sell out stadiums and whatever to see plays and whatnot. We gonna buy merchandise and we gonna support our own, you know? But let me also ask the question this way. Uh, do we look at someone like um, Eminem, as talented as he is, if he was black, would he be as celebrated? No. Because he would just be a, a brother who could rap, right? Yeah. Excellently. But the fact that he's white, 
has shot him even higher. Yeah, because because you hate to say it like this, but it's true he can go into certain markets that black people cannot go into or would have to break a barrier down to go into. Like I said, there's I I'm, I believe Eminem is one of the dopest, you know, lyricists, rappers, whatever, however you want to say it. He is truly talented. Dude is amazing. But if it was just a black, like you said, it'd be another black dude that had the talent to rap. You know, and, and I like think that's expected. Exactly. It comes a dime a dozen. You know what I'm saying? It's a part of their culture. They know how to do that. You know what I'm saying? They're expected to rap. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They're expected to do that. So, <laughs> like football or basketball. basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I definitely think, you know, that makes it easier. That does that. I, and I will not say that that discredits his talent in any way, but it does make it easier to, for him to get on certain stations, on certain markets to where somebody that was African-American that did the exact same song that he put out or he may not be featured on, it will not be played on a certain station. It's on a lot of levels, man, even that we can relate. Well, I know I can relate to now because, like, for me, walking into, well, I've had been to two different schools, one as an aide, one as a teacher. It was very easy for me to get a job. It was rare to see black men in the school right. as a teacher especially on an elementary level mm-hmm. you have that bit of a you know a lady can walk in there and she will have to compete with you know so many ladies you know black or white you know what I'm saying but a male you pretty much almost a shoe in especially if you got well everybody has a degree that teaches but yeah. Yeah, you carry yourself a certain way it's like oh man and it's I don't know if it's always a good thing man young black man oh we want him you know what I'm saying so I think even with like a person like Eminem, you know, it's like okay, this works for him. You know, he has that kind of an edge. Right. So certain, some, his the rest of them don't have. You know. Because. Right. And like I said, that that doesn't discredit his talent. Yeah, so he's talented. Just like you said, you know, to be a teacher, you have to have a degree. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have that certain criteria that you have to meet. Yeah. But when you walk into a door, you know. You may be afforded, and, that, and and we hate to say it like this, but the opinion of the person that's behind the desk, that's going to matter. So, Earl, do you honestly think, because when during the hiring process, by you being a first-year teacher, they don't really know, you don't have like a, a, a resume. No resume. You know what I'm saying? To, to speak of, to, to talk for you. And on so, top of that, bro, I got a job my first interview as a teacher. So, like, do you feel deep down inside part of that was them meeting a quota? Without a doubt. I believe now I do believe that the questions that they asked you know because hearing about it later there was a lady in strong competition okay right but um, they felt like I was a better fit as far as even related to those kids well I mean of course I'm mean, not saying that you don't have merit no, no yeah, yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I'm saying that's but it happens uh, sometimes you yeah. get it <laughs> you know what I'm saying but I do believe that uh, part of it probably was quota and two is just that whole mindset of we don't have a lot of males you know, and it's a lot of women here. We need a male. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I don't mind it. It worked for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I still go in and do my thing. You I'm know? still hired, right? Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I do a good job at what I do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't feel like I'm just there. You know, it's like, hmm. I just got hired, getting a check and right. I'm Which not landing an impact. You know what I'm saying? But it kind of reminds me of the thing that's going on at UT right now. Bro, I was <laughs> to the words out my mouth. You saw what Joseph yeah, put Yeah, and I, I appreciate Joseph for even doing that, man. Shout out, um, bro. Love yeah, you, man. exactly, man. Um, if y'all don't know the story, you know, with the 
girl who didn't get into the UT law. Was it the law? Law program? I think it was the uh, law program. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't get into the law program. She didn't have the grades to get into the law program. But she kind of cried. She took it all the way up to the Supreme Court. Um, In fact, it's saying that, you know, it was only African-Americans there because of, you know, affirmative action and things like that. And... I haven't heard this story. She's white? Or? Yeah, she's white. Okay. And she's white. And, you know, the, the, the black UT students have, and students all over across the country have been doing kind of the clapback. <laughs> you know yeah, it's like saying, but. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and even Joseph did it. You know what I'm saying? Which we're very proud of Joseph, man. Yeah, um, man. Awesome. Dr. Awesome. Brewster. Dr. Yeah, yeah, Brewster. Yeah, Dr. You know. Brewster, who had the grades. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with the scholarship. Exactly. And um, if you don't know how difficult it is to get into pharmacy school, I mean, they told him that he wasn't going to make it. At the it. prestigious you know University of Texas oh, yeah. at Austin. It's, 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 it's world renowned. He didn't go to UTSA. You know, he didn't go to UTSA. No knock against UTSA. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. You know. He didn't go to UT Arlington. He went to UT Austin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Texas law court. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and graduated, you know what I'm saying, with honors. With honors. With you know honors. What I'm saying? So, so, yeah. I mean, people just, you know, and that, and we hate, I, I know to not sound racist, you know what I'm saying, but white privilege is relevant. White privilege is real. It's real. It's very, very real. And uh, people, we make jokes about it. We make memes about it. We talk about it all the time. But underlining, there is a certain amount of white privilege that definitely exists. Uh, Whether it be, shoot, driving your car. Yeah. Simple as that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are things that if you of any other color outside of white, you not about to necessarily get away with, or they gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, right? With you being white as opposed to you being a different race, is it is it right? Is it fair? No, it's not. Yeah. But it's something we kind of live with. We got yeah. to, and and if you don't, you 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 know you're doing a disservice to yourself. Because like even people joke with me behind drive, you know what I'm saying? When I'm on the highway, I'm doing the speed limit. I I don't want to give the police me any, and you both, bro. Yeah, I don't want to give the police any ammunition to bring to pull me over. We know you don't do this. Speed limit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they it, play it, loud music. It's just that it's just that, that stigma, time. you know. You are, yeah, you're black. <laughs> One of them ones that they talk about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But with all the stuff that's going on in the in, in in the United States, I ain't even gonna say in the world, just in the United States, man, with police brutality, yeah. you know. You know, just a war on African Americans. Right. You said something that's key. If you don't believe it, you are serving yourself a disservice. Right. And if you don't tell your sons about it, you're doing fool. it. Yeah. Like you know, saying so you ain't got to teach them to be negative. I teach. I'm gonna teach my son to love everybody, but I'm gonna keep it real with you. Hey, man, certain stuff you can't do. Keep right. your eyes open. Yeah, that your you friends can't do. Might be yeah, that you make. <laughs> your friends to do it. Yeah, yeah, your friends might be able you know, to do that. Daddy, but you can. daddy loves you, and he wants you to be. Your around. friends might right. be able to clap back and talk back to the officer. But you, you sir, right. you can't. You don't. You don't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I saw a funny article too. Um, it was. I don't know how they was being real, but someone put a picture up of Adele. And they were saying, "You see that run?" I don't know if Kev on stage posted it. And it was like saying, Adele, you are the epitome of white privilege. The only reason why you sold that battle of records is because you're white and they're pushing your album and you don't have a voice that's better than Beyonce or they name a couple other artists out there saying the only reason why you're so successful is because you're white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't agree with this at all. Like, no. Yeah, because she's talented, but it makes you wonder sometimes, no, bro. It makes you <laughs> the wonder. wheels are running where. <laughs> yeah, dog, because think about it. All right. Yeah. No, I'm not Talk about it, brother. Talk I'm about not it. Nobody no, tell you still. Why do we have 
Black and White Radio. They may not want to call it Black and White Radio, but it is. Oh, it but is. I can send a song to uh, K Love. Okay, <laughs> just say K Love. All right, I can send a song to K Love. That might be just as good mm-hmm. as you know some Jeremy Camp. Make any other artist could be have the same. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah, Michael how, W. Smith. How, how many black artists do you do you hear out there? Though? Only one. There's what's a few. That, what's that, Mandisa? Mandisa. There's a few. Mandisa. Bro. Yeah. But why? Because black people are making. Well, hey, hey, check it out. I'm happy you said that because uh, it was a video someone tagged me in and they were talking about when like you find out the song was wrote by like somebody else. Yeah. So they was like so they were singing like uh, Break Every Chain. It was like, ooh, Tasha Combs, Tasha Combs. And yeah. it was like, Jesus uh, culture. Jesus. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like what are the verses in this song? I've never heard them before. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, or yeah. It, it, it's a bunch of songs that were redone and by, I love by black I people. I love all that music. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's like, I know, I'm not a fool. Yeah. I know this. You know what I'm saying? I know this. And it's the same on black stations. Yeah. You don't hear many, you know. We're not going to hear Christopher Tomlin's version of Our God is Great. No. Like, you're just not going to hear it on the black no, stations. it might be doper than some of us. It yeah. might be, bro. Now, what's dude's name? He sounds, uh, he got a real strong, like, I, don't, I hate to call him a black voice, but it's a real strong. Sam Smith. Is that his name? You talking about Sam Smith? The, the, uh, he came to Harker Heights. Yeah. Oh, never mind. That's <laughs> He's pretty dope, man. That's actually uh, first lady. Really. Oh, uh, West Morgan. West Morgan. Oh, you know oh, from, from uh, Dallas, right? West Morgan gets a pass. Yeah, he does. Yeah, the brother can say though, but but he gets a pass yeah. because of, why? I, I, because they say, oh, he sound what black. black. <laughs> hey, but how many people say the way about Sam Smith though? But that's that's the argument because, like I said, um, I watched the interview on the Breakfast Club with uh, Tyrese. Now Tyrese said he could sing the same song. He said I could sing, you know, "Stay with Me" just like Sam Smith did. But it won't. He, 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 but he gonna sound no, just like Sam Smith though. Understand, Tyrese can say, but he can't say like Sam Smith though. Understand that, or, or whoever black, somebody black could have could have put that out. Okay. But it wouldn't cross over like Sam Smith did, and just like it goes back to our discussion earlier, you say who black people say who this white boy can sing. I'm gonna <laughs> play this music. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel what you go with. Yeah. And then what they did is uh, with the with the um, with the latch song, they threw Schoolboy Q on the song. For the remix, right? To to, to to make it more urban, That's you know. The one that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. One. But okay, so it it okay. Not that not that it needed Schoolboy Q because it didn't. <laughs> right. Nice groove and everything. You know what I'm saying? But you know to say hey. You know, and I did. I think they did that just to appease appease black people. I do because they play they do they play both versions on the radio. So we've accepted somebody that generally the dude. First of all, he's homosexual. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of almost an X, you know, in the black culture. You know what I'm saying? To say be on this station, you gonna use some (laughs) up? Exactly. Let you on here. Exactly. So, and I'm pretty sure they didn't ask him to say, hey. Sam Smith, we want to play you on black radio. You know what I'm saying? They just black black radio said we need to be playing. Because it's, because it's hot. Because it's hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yet you you they're not you don't hear Tyrese on 97.5. But did Kanye do the same thing for white radio? What mate? What did Kanye when he first came out? The college dropout Kanye. You heard that all over white radio. 
No, you didn't. Yes, you did, bro. Yes, you did. Like he was able to. I'm, talk, I'm talking about like from uh, whenever um, it, the the, the uh, uh, um, what Jesus walks. Not only Jesus walks, we're talking about um, the through the wire. Uh, with, with the Shaka Khan sample inside there, uh, the um, uh, uh, it may be a, it may be like a billboard, but I, I guarantee go dig a track, bro. That was all over white radio. But that okay, okay, that's that's true. Workout song, but, but stronger. No. I mean, you, you go down the list, okay, bro. You, you said the college dropout. That, I, I, I've been saying it started with that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, maybe one song got on, you know, quote unquote pop radio with College Dropout. College Dropout was a hard album. It wasn't no, it, it didn't have song, tracks like Stronger on there or, you know, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It had Through the Wire, it had, you know, Slay, uh, Spaceship, yeah. stuff like that. It didn't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now with, with Kanye, who he is and his personality now, and because he's, you know, a reality star of, uh, fashion, you mogul. know, a mogul or whatever you want to call it. Okay, he's socially accepted in those circles now. Okay, so yeah, his his music is going to uh, uh, quote unquote be a crossover. But on his Yeezus album, they ain't playing that on, <laughs> on no white radio station. Not at all. But I'm saying it's like, did he start off like that to be able to cross over? Gain the notoriety, gain the fame, that he's like, okay, now I'm about to go down to who I, who's my core. You know what? And I, and I'll say this even about somebody else, Bob. Bro, exactly. Bob had one of the hottest songs with "Beautiful Girls" with Bruno Mars. Uh, yeah. That was on every radio station. Yeah. It, I mean, it played more to the pop station. Airplanes too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That that song. Was that MIA? I think so. Yeah, yeah. somebody. But uh. That song had so much, you know, popularity. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Now that he wants to say, "Hey, I'm I'm ready to go back to do my music. I'm ready to be black again. <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready to be black again." You know what I'm saying? It is not played on 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 the type of radio that he's, you know, that he once had. The type of success that he once had, he doesn't enjoy that anymore. Well, same thing with Wayne. He started off black. The black is hot. And that wasn't being played on no 97.5 FM. No. But then you flip around, you got Lollipop. Yeah. Oh, that rock album. You, you, you feel me? So it's like, but are we considered that selling out? Dude, that, and that's that's a part of the culture. Do, as as an African-American culture, when you reach a certain pinnacle of success, do you say, you, you like I said with Oprah and Tyler Perry, do you no longer identify with the people that originally supported your music? Raven Simone. <laughs> because it's like, okay, when you was with the Cosby Show, or That's So Raven, That's So Raven was inherently black. Yeah. Can we not agree with that? It was all what, uh, Nickelodeon, right? Disney Channel. Oh, Disney. Okay, yeah. So That's So Raven, black family. She acted like a black girl. When she was acting with Dr. Doolittle, she was a black girl. But then all of a sudden, you grow up, and now you don't identify with black people anymore. I mean, it, it's true, man. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Like, when you get on The View and you get some other opportunities now, don't don't identify me as being black. Like, really? You can even look at somebody. Because you say stuff like that. That's what makes people so upset. Maybe people have a responsibility to just find a way to keep it real at all times. Is that the thing when people get success? Just because they have money, are they not real no more? Or do you think it's because of the stuff like like what she said? Do you think that's the problem? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of I both. Think it's, I think it's. I think that's the problem because everybody should grow. 
You shouldn't be the same person at 30 as you were at 16. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You definitely shouldn't be. So if you if you gain a level of success, and I, I say that about hip hop and you know rap and rap music and everything like that, if you sound that you're, you're is the exact same on your fourth album as you did on your first, did you ever really grow? There was no growth. Did you right. had so you really only have the same fans that you had on your first album. You know what I'm saying? You you didn't broaden your you know your thinking your lyricism or anything like that so you know and and that's even natural when we grow we grow apart from some people but that doesn't mean you lose your identity you know what i'm saying you you change and you grow but you don't lose that identity that you have it's what you identify interesting so i do you reach a point where you consider to be a sellout (coughs) just because you have gone through the growing pains like how do you how do you distinguish between growth and selling out because you could easily say okay i'm growing you're like nah you selling out no no i'm I'm about the same person that i was Mm -hmm. 10 years ago i guess we're we're speaking from the point i guess the point of the culture right Mm -hmm. yeah because i mean i don't know about it's hard for me to say the word i use that term sell out sell out because i just believe people come up you know what i'm saying now Stuff like she said, stuff like that, yeah. like that's that's whack. You know what I'm saying? That's out of line. You know, but like, I mean, people a lot of times, uh, like they say, what exposure mm-hmm. expands your expectation. Right. Your surroundings tend to change. You know, when you get more money, because shoot, sometimes you don't want the same people around you. Right. You know, leeches and people who ain't doing nothing with their life and they want to ride your coattail. You know. What I'm saying? Right. They don't you have know, the same work ethic. As right. You know, but you want me to hang out with you and, and party with you all day. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't yeah, do. because right. I don't do that, I'm a sellout. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm with you, man. I don't know what, what makes a person a sellout, you know? <laughs> now that that stuff she pulled, the comments, yeah, I can dig the black community not accepting her anymore. <laughs> Kinda makes you wonder. So yeah, I don't I mean I don't know about the term sellout like Earl said, it's just like, you know. You reach that, you know, you reach a certain level of success and you have to cut certain people off because it's not good for you. But I think it's just when, when you, I think people say sell out when that person totally shuns the culture. Okay, so what comes to mind? You have like Raven Simone, yeah. someone like Don Lemon, <laughs> yeah. who they constantly feel like he's a sellout because number one, he's like what the only prominent black news anchor when I see it in. Yeah. And like whenever there's something that's going down, whatever. It they just feels like him. well they said him, but it's like he's does not feel like he supports the black culture. Exactly. At all. Like every opportunity he takes, you know what I'm saying, to this yeah. I guess just we kinda we kinda on that. I mean, what about like preachers? You know, do they get the same well, lately they have gotten the same flag. Yeah. And they're like kind of coming at each other a little bit, you know, as far as like, uh, we talked about the pastors meeting with Donald Trump. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, at what point are they considered sellouts, if we want to use that term? You know, is it because they're on TBN? <laughs> you mean when a preacher says Yeah, do they, do they ever get, you think they get that same treatment? Like, uh, he done sold out. He done lost touch with it. I, I Probably I would only say to the people that were with them when they didn't have, you know, the success that they have now. Yeah. They probably see that because, 
you know you know how when people say money changes people you know, money changes things. Changes everything. It changes everything. You know what I'm saying? And people without the money, they're going to say money changed you. And the people with the money, they're going to say, no, the money changed you. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of like, you know, especially with those preachers, I believe it's going to be like, you know, those people that were with you when your church was, you know, barely keeping the lights on. You know, they're going to feel like... If they're not with you at this point, and yeah, you have to grow, so your team is going to grow. You're going to get financial advisors and things like that. So if the people that, you know, just had worked that nine to five job, you know, if they're not with you anymore, of course, you're going to look like a sellout because it's like, you know, we didn't we didn't always have to have, you know, certain people to do certain things. So, you know, I definitely <laughs> definitely think, you know, people will look at you know, pastors and sellouts as well. Okay. So, do you think what about those guys that met with Donald Trump? Are they looked at looked at like sellout? I believe I, I do. I say yes because of what Donald Trump has said about other races and nationalities. I believe that's why they're looked at as as sellouts because yeah, when you're copies of that flamboyant. Yeah, because yeah. He, because of who they're associated with now. Because of his demeanor, the you know his words, you know they're very harsh and they're very wrong, um, in my opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because they're they're now associated with that, they're endorsing him. They're saying, you know, yeah. So they look like somebody that, and and it's kind of guilt by association. They might they may not agree with everything right. that he says, but it's guilt by association. A lot of them said it wasn't an endorsement. Exactly. But now that, that now that America, the me, the mainstream media has seen you on TV with him, it looks like you're with him. You know what I'm saying? Well, of course, and that's what he needs. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I ain't no way in, you know what? But I, I think he wins the black vote. But, but <laughs> I don't care what pass he got with him. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. Yeah. So what if it's not pass? I'm gonna give you a scenario. Reverend, uh, no, not Reverend. He's not a pastor. Brother Fry. Okay. Goes to a ministry for years, right? Mm-hmm. Brother Fry struggles with his finances, okay? Um, pays his tithes, though, you know, or he's a giver. But he struggles with his finances, right? He stays at that church, okay? Brother Fry decides to open up a business, and his, his, his business is uh, very successful, okay? He's a millionaire. What if Brother Fry decides he wants to go to another ministry because that ministry he's in, say they're not doing so well financially? And after about a month of them finding out he's a millionaire, they're starting to kind of want him to fund everything and, you know, fund the new project and things like that. So he says, shoot, I was broke. What about helping me? I'm a millionaire, so I'm going to go to a bigger church where they ain't asking for so much. Is, Reverend, is Brother Fry at that point, what is he? Was he a sellout? Or did Brother Fry just get away from leeches? I think he just got away from leeches. I mean, in my, in my, I terms. see both sides though. I think that you do have a responsibility for uh, your your grassroots. While I understand that while you was poor, Brother Fry, you didn't have much, but you had a community. Like, it wasn't like you were shunned for being poor. You feel me? So, like, you was kind of all poor together. So, it's like, not necessarily his full responsibility, but I think that. Shoot, like if look at us as brothers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, if one of us hit a lick and we come up 
I'm about to say it's my responsibility to put y'all on and fund y'all lifestyle from yeah, here on out. Up, but yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just because I love you. You know what I mean? I, I want to support. And if you ask me for something, yeah. uh, I'm not going to just automatically consider you a leech just because, you know, I have the ability to make your, your lifestyle better. You know what I'm saying? If I have the ability, yeah, what's mine is yours, what's yours is mine. Uh, but I think there has to be a line drawn. Like, I think that you, you, you can say, as Brother Fry, if, if I'm using wisdom, be like, okay, uh, what's your game plan? What's your business plan? Okay. And, and, like, we could be in partnership together. I'll be able to try to fund this, that, and the third. But uh, I'm going to teach you how to gain wealth as as opposed to just funding your your vision. Right. You actually get offended and be like, Bro, fact, you've been at my ministry for years. You don't ask me my game plan. Oh, well, that's tough for me to leave. You just need to sow into this church. That's where it gets different, man, because if, if Brother Fry tries to educate, yeah. instead of just saying, I'm finna just pour out of my pocket, I'm finna just, you know, deposit into your ministry, you know what I'm saying, where you didn't help me, so it's no obligation there. Now, I, knew, I know there's a sense of loyalty, but it's no obligation. They gonna find out, and they gonna check them tide records. <laughs> but if anything, you should you should come at Brother Fry like, look, how did you come up and teach us how to do that? Yeah. And then like what I'm had a dig it. <laughs> what I'm seeing that your your earnesty, not earnesty, I don't think that's a word. Your earnest <laughs> earnest questions, yeah. that should kind of trigger me to want to give. Like you know what, I'm gonna teach you what I know, right. and I'm about to I'm about to you know I'm about to lace you real good. Just because of what you asking and how you asking, you not just looking for a head that you looking right. to learn, you know. Yeah. So, something to think about. Yeah. Things that make you see. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, <laughs> switch it up a little bit. That was kind of that was kind of lengthy and heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be that, that <laughs> heavy. Doc. Yeah, I had a winning leg. Listen to the podcast. I don't know. He need to though. Yeah, only better. You always call it the big times. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who's out. who stay faithfully listening. We, we thank y'all before. We just want to say thank you again. We, we definitely love the support. Y'all re retweeted it and uh, shared it on Facebook. Comment a lot. Appreciate liking it. And it. Keep thank on. you for being my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So we want to kind of get into uh, church pet peeves. Mm, 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 mm. Just we've all kind of grew up in church. We all go to church, and so we all have some uh, some pet peeves that drive us kind of crazy. No matter where you go, no matter what ministry you attach to, you know. So, uh, Earl, what's a what's a pet peeve that you have? Being in church, trying to use my oh, <laughs> come back to me. Come back to you. All right. Well, I guess I'll start. Go ahead. You know, uh, we were just talking about this earlier. Said, so what about pet peeves? Is like that person who decides they go preach with the preacher. Like, the preacher's up there doing his thing, and they say it with me now. And they try to get their point across, and like just like Rob was doing. You know, what I'm saying they extra oh, you're boisterous. preaching good right there. Extra loud. Talk about them for attention. <laughs> and to me, it's, it's a distraction, man. It get on my nerves. That really is. Uh, we share that when I'm done with my ice. Yeah. We share that one uh, because, first of all, at that point in time, there's only one preacher. 
That means there's only one voice that I really want to hear. Now, I understand people, you know, they say, hey, man, I dig that. You can get excited. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one or two times. You like, you don't have to repeat everything he says. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, that gets old, man. I have, I heard somebody, like, two weeks ago, ooh, say that again. But they said it, like, four times. <laughs> like, they really wanted him to say it again, but clearly Bishop was not trying to hear it. You know, he felt like he only needed to say that once. Right. And she just kept saying it. I'm like... Hey man, shut up. You know what I'm saying? You look back like nobody take. Yeah, but I just put, <laughs> you know, they do record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then like cause when people do that, like we were saying, they act like the message ain't for nobody else. You know, it's like they really feel like they're preaching with Bishop. And he's preaching about everybody but them. So I just hate to hear it, man. Yeah, what about you, Ryan? What's some of your church Man, the church pet Man, it's just uh I don't, you know, I don't like to. No, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Somebody might get offended, but um, just uh, don't be offended. <laughs> I don't know, just um, uh, mm, you know, them, them offerings kind of bug me sometimes, but you know, I, I, that I'm, I'm a, plural. I'm gonna say that, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that in, in a balance. You know what I'm saying? When you, when we, when we take the general offering and then. Uh, we do the special passage offering for the pastor, and, and then we got to do three more offerings on top of that. Or, or when it's, or when you, when it's kind of borderline, almost begging, you know, or threatening right. somebody, you know, if you don't get this, something gonna happen to you. You know, when you walk out the door, it's like, come on, we ain't got, you know. Well, now mind you, I might be waiting into dangerous territory, but I'm gonna get out there. I, I ain't scared. Go ahead. I got a problem with the preacher. It's like. I got a word from God, but I'm not gonna give it until I get so many people. To give. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's like, man. So you gonna hold God's people hostage for the word that, that you gonna give out? Like, <laughs> you're, you're clearly out of line right now. Doing that. Yeah, because yeah, like, that's, that's that bothers me. It's like, that, like, so you saying that you not gonna give the word that you have that God gave you? I mean, I'm gonna get into more dangerous territory. Yeah, bro. I don't like lines when it comes to offer. Oh my! I don't believe somebody should get. You know, I'm gonna put you in the five hundred dollar line. I'm gonna release a better word on you, and twenty dollar people, yeah. you get over here, and I'm gonna give a twenty dollar word it. to you, and I'm gonna give you a ten dollar word. You know, All right, bro? No, stop. <laughs> stop doing it. Let me tell y'all a story about offerings. One time, <laughs> I went to visit one of my friends. I won't say their name, the church name, because it's you know, it's in our city. So I went to there, wanted to see one of them play uh, keyboard, right? I'm in the back and, uh, It was offering time So I think You know I'm only accustomed To one offering You know You go around I probably had my offering You know And um I guess it was A benevolence offering mm-hmm. But I didn't know They took them separate So like These are back to back This wasn't one service And another service So I walked around Through the first offering Cause I'm thinking Hey offering is offering Gave my offering These jokers had an offering Like right after that Like a whole different offering And they expected <laughs> you To go around again <laughs> I was like Nah, the usher looked at me. I was like, nah, I already gave mine. <laughs> I went around already. So. Move around. Yeah, hey, man. you can take what I gave so last. Maybe, I don't know. You split it up. Maybe it makes it easier to separate, but. Right. No, no. I'm not giving two offers. It's yeah. not going down. It, don't beg for money. That's, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah. It turned people off. And that's where the people get the perception of church, you know, that it's all about money. I mean, because if it's your first time coming into a church and you see somebody raise four offerings in two hours. 
That's all you gonna think. That's all like, you think about. Like, dang, it is true. Church is all about money. <laughs> he said it is true. <laughs> yeah. I, we know, we know, ministry takes money, and we know it takes money to keep the lights on. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you know, we can take it a little too far sometimes, especially as, as in this culture that we're. I don't know how far we want to go with this without getting in trouble. I mean, oh, man. man, we out there already, yeah. brother. Come on. It. Um, okay. Yeah. I hate it when people take the spiritual father thing too far. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Let's talk about it, bro. It could be used as a, a sense of being controlling. Yeah. Okay. Like, real talk. No. Pastor. Okay. I get it. You're not my dad. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that whole. Cause, because this is the thing about a son. All right. We have spiritual sons, so we have a net like Ishkar. We'll use Ishkar. If Ishkar goes to jail, okay, that's still my son, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless, you know, if he has twenty years, which he better not ever get twenty years, I whoop him every day. <laughs> but you know, it's still my son. Mm-hmm. So how can we? How can I like disown somebody for not doing what I say? And pastors will do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you didn't come to prayer this morning. You ain't no son of mine. It's like, so wait, how does that wait work? Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. how does that work? How am I now a spiritual bastard? I have a heavenly father, right? Yeah. So, like, how does that work? Puppeteers. So let's not take it too far. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get the mentor thing. I'm, I'm very careful with the spiritual father thing. I don't use it a lot. Right, right. But you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know. And I believe it has its place yeah. in the proper context. Right, the right way. The right way. I think it gets abused, like everything else. Like, yeah. with the whole offering, I think that if you have a need, uh... And you have an opportunity to raise some money, that that's a wonderful time and a yeah. place to do it um, in the proper context. But when it becomes like so, uh, ah, what's the word I'm trying to use? Uh, just the norm. It's just like, man, and there's people I know, like, they will strategically be gone during offering time. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's their bathroom break. You know what I'm saying? That's the time they, they step they it down. You know what I mean? Because they know how to dodge that offering, you know? So. If it, if it comes to that point, it's like, man, you in church for the wrong reason. Yeah, like you don't. I mean, with both, like you don't. You don't have slaves in your church. You, know? you don't own people. You know what I'm saying? All right, this is what about church, church pet peeves, <laughs> and we've all heard it. And you may have even used it before, but the person who is getting ready to say, they'll offer up an excuse like. I'm suffering from like a cold right now, or, so like they, oh, they, they like preparing you for like why it may not sound so good. Right. Just, just sing the song. Want to hear another story about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been in church all my life, bro. So I got a lot of church stories. So this lady oh, came visit our church one time. I won't say her name, because that's really rude. But uh, so she said she was like real sick, right? So you know she sounded sick. Like when she when she sung, I was like. Maybe, you know, she is sick. I couldn't tell if she could sing or not. So she came back another time. This is the dangerous thing about using that sick thing. She sung again, and she still sounded horrible. So my thing is this, like, you know, that sick thing kind of just went out the window. The hug was like, are you sick again? You can't be sick out of time. You can't be sick so You time. ain't sick no more. Your voice so, is sick. Yeah, bro, she sounded just as bad, man. So it was... It was one of those moments where, like, you know, you're embarrassed because the person sounds that bad. You know, you get that feeling of, like, they're, like, hanging themselves right now. Right. You can't save them. Yeah, it was one of those moments. That's that's always kind of got on my nerves. It's like, just save the song. And then my thing is, like, you know, as churches, man, we got to be a little more careful about the places we put people in. You know, 
Now, if that's all you have, okay, cool. If, you know, if you're, you're not into playing CDs and stuff, because I, I probably will be that pastor. But can't nobody sing? Hey, play the CD? You're just gonna play a CD because you ain't gonna be up there. You know, <laughs> sounding like you sick, making it, <laughs> making a dreadful noise. Yeah, for real, <laughs> killing my ears. But you know, some people just, you know, that's all they have, and that's cool, man. You use what you have, but <sighs> find some people that can sing in your ministry, man. You know, nobody wants to hear that in praise and worship, right? Sounding like a screaming, choking cat or something. <laughs> what you got, brother Rodney? Man, I don't know. I just have to agree with kind of all the ones y'all said, man. It ain't, it ain't too, too much. I don't. Um, I don't like to get into like the church antics, you know what I'm saying? I, I kind of pull myself away from that, you know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, just seeing everything, you know, you hey, growing up in church, you kind of seen everything and you get a distaste for everything. But, you know, I just go, you know, to hear the praise team, hear the word, fellowship with a few people, you know, meet new people and go home. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. What? Firstly, I don't know. I got a problem with it. People will kind of debate whether, you know what I'm saying, like, we're not, like the, the Holy Ghost is moving, mm-hmm. you know, and how much control you have. You have. I think that you really have full control, to be honest. I don't think that uh, the Holy Ghost takes over total control where you were knocking over pews and knocking over people and completely out of control. Where is he like have, a puppet? Like, he like up there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he I think that. And, yeah. Right, right. I, I think you could definitely become excited and like you may not um, act like you normally act, which I think is fine. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes that you're so demonstrative that you become a distraction, are you taken away from like the ability to move on to the next part of the service? You know, because he's like he's trying to move on and he can't. Right. You over here like still shouting. You know, making a lot of extra noise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 always been kind of a pet peeve of mine. You know what I'm saying? Like when you don't have order. Yeah, I mean, like distractions are annoying. I think that's like the same as the person talking like after preaching. Why are you preaching with them? You know, with somebody earlier. So I think that yeah, that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> but like Rod said, like a lot of it, those, those things are annoying. But like I said, most of us were raised in church. You had those good services without all that extra stuff. That's wonderful. And that's why things things flow. Yeah. They flow like they're supposed to, like when you don't necessarily have the extra distractions. What about the the person that's supposed to read the scripture and they take that opportunity to preach? To preach? That drives me crazy. Drives me nuts. It's like, it's a time and a place, sir. And this wasn't your time. This wasn't your place. Like maybe we should just do video announcements. Hey, hey, those work the best. And let the video read the script. I'm not even, I don't even know why. Video announcements work the best. <laughs> video announcements are the best. You know, like, you ever seen a worship leader who, like, drags a song out, but nobody's, like, yeah. yes. clearly not getting with it? Like, don't, again, don't hold the people hostage because people are not doing what you think they should do. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, people may be receiving the word or worshiping differently than how you, you want them. But maybe you want to see them more demonstrative. Yeah. Maybe you want to see someone falling down. Maybe you want to see some more hands lifted up. Maybe you want to see some more eyes closed. But just because you don't see that doesn't mean it's dead inside there. Now we got a Terry. Right. You know. We don't want to Terry with you. We don't, <laughs> we don't want to Terry with you. <laughs> we don't. My legs hurt. <laughs> 
Oh my god! I hear you dragging the same oh hook for forty like, minutes, and clearly everybody's moved on. Everybody's moved on. You know, you're the only one that got caught up. Wrap it up, sir. Wrap it up. Yeah, man, but church can be funny, man. But church is awesome too. Yes, sir. Yeah, church can be funny. Funny at times. I had a funny story with church. Like Wednesday, I was playing. I told you this earlier. Oh yeah And like I'm on the keyboard And I look up And like there's like This spider coming down From the ceiling <laughs> on, a sp- on a spider web <laughs> Like floating hard Like about to land Like on my shoulder I'm like looking up Like what And so I'm kind of looking At one of the, the The young ladies Who's singing Praise the worship I'm like you see this I'm still playing You know the entire time But it, we just You know people People praising And worshiping right now and I look up, and one of the someone from the audience had come up on the stage and like got a drumstick, and like <laughs> <laughs> got the spider web and killed the spider for me, you know. So uh, came through and saved you, Came through and saved you, spider up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, none of those things are comical, man. You know, but I don't think none of this is enough to turn you away from church. You know? No, it should be. And especially when you get the revelation now that we are, you know, we should be the church. You know, church is definitely a great place to come fellowship. But I think some people take it as their time to shine or their yeah. time to control people or their time to uh, pay their bills, you know. Yeah. And, when is, and when it's abused, that's what we're, yeah. you know. And that is, the church is just the building, you know what I'm saying? The people are the living, breathing we are the organism, church. yes, that makes the church thrive, you know what I'm saying? And just the building, and you may have been hurt by somebody at church, you know what I'm saying? But don't let that affect you. Like Earl said, I don't think anything beyond... You know, and nothing's beyond God's reach. You know what I'm saying to, you know, keep you from Him because that's why we go to church. You know what I'm saying to learn about a Savior, learn why we in need of a Savior, and things like that. So you know, if you have been hurt by somebody, you know, in church, we apologize for it. You know what I'm saying because as a body of Christ, we have to take responsibility for you know for our brothers, for our sisters, for somebody that was in position that you know just made a mistake. You know what I'm saying because a lot of times um, we put. That stigma, or, or the world puts that stigma on us that you know all church people are like this, all or not. You know what I'm saying? Where nothing else in society really gets that. You know what I'm saying? Other than the church. You know what I'm saying? So we have to, you know, definitely, you know, that's a burden that we have to bear. You know what I'm saying? For you know, kind of the sins of the past. You know, sins of other people. Um, and we just have to, you know, express God's love on a daily. And that's what's really gonna win the world. You know, truth and love. Uh, those are the those I, are the I things. That, yeah, those are the things. That is going to really win those that are, you know, that are not connected with Christ at this time. So, you know, that's what we desire to express. And that's why people, you know, a lot of times they say they love this podcast. They love us because, you know, we're real, but we just love everybody. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't segregate you because, you know, you may live a different lifestyle, believe a different God or anything like that. I got the same love for you that I got for these brothers in this room right now. You know what I'm saying? So just be encouraged by that. I think, I think, bro, I had an experience in Walmart Wednesday. If you were t- we were talking about being in church, and like, I don't know, this, I think it might be my first time this ever happened to me like this, but, you know, the dude gave me the story about some money. You know what I'm saying? You know, the love. Um, I'm coming from Temple, you know, my need gas, you know. But he, it was a slightly different. He was trying to get some cash and was going to use his uh, food stamp card, like, in, in reverse, you know what I'm saying? I guess that's an exchange. But, um, you know, it would have been easy, you know, to be like, first of all, I ain't got no money, quit begging, you know what I'm saying? And 
uh, get out of my face. You know what I'm saying? But I'm starting to realize more and more, man, that a lot of people ain't going to come to a church building anyway. So that experience with you, like they say, that could be the only Jesus that people see. That could That's be on the Bible that they read. So I, um, I was like, look, man, how much do you need? You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I'm, I'm really careful with that. I'm not a person like, you know, because I don't know what they're doing it for. But it was just something about, I felt like the spirit of God, just like the love of God just came on me. It was like, look, man, he smells like alcohol. I don't know what he's going to do with this money, but who am I to really judge him? You know, so I said, look, man, you know, I'll give you $10 if you let me pray for you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Wow. Right. That was the exchange. You know what I'm saying? And like, I gave him ten dollars. I don't know what he did with the ten dollars. You know what I'm saying? But in the middle of Walmart's parking lot, in the front, <laughs> where the bikes out, I gave it to him. I was like, "If you let me pray for you, I give you ten dollars. Pray for him." His name is Maurice, I think. Yeah, so, but that's—I so mean, that's that scripture, man. One plant, one water, yeah. but God give it the increase. So you never—you never you know, know why you run into people like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, he could five years down the line, he could be like, "Man, that brother prayed for yeah. me in that Walmart parking lot." He could have been about to go do anything, you know. Right. So I say that to say this, man: like, be the church. Right. You never know who you're gonna run into, and I think we're gonna run into that more and more in these days because people ain't trying to come to a church building, you know. But that's what it's about, man, doing the work, you know what I'm saying? And just stepping outside of those four walls of religion. Yeah. Not the four walls of the building, the four walls of religion. Because religion has just put such a box hold on Christianity, the body of Christ, to where, you know, if it ain't my church or it, if it ain't something I support, you know, it ain't really my style. You know what I'm saying? And that's not the gospel, man. Jesus didn't shun anybody away. You know what I'm saying? He didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't look at you and say, oh, I'm cutting you off. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we do a lot of times, especially as Christians, man. We get that, um, I'm, I'm cutting you off or you don't, you don't deserve to be a part of my circle or crew like that. And like I told my, my teenagers in Sunday school, man, yeah, it's certain people that you can't hang around because they're not good for you personally. But that doesn't mean that you cut them off and you don't speak to them and, you know, you don't care about their well-being. That, that's the that's the anointing. Yeah, yeah, man. That's that, that's such a distaste, man. When I see Christians like, oh, I'm cutting so and so off, or if you ain't on my Facebook, I'm cutting you off. Whatever, man. I ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, I, I <laughs> y'all brothers hit the nail on the head with it. Real talk, and only thing I'll just add is the fact that why I definitely agree. We the church. Uh, the four walls that we fellowship at it's not necessarily the church is just a building but it's important because in these last days we're going to have continuous tragedies and continuous things that's going to yeah. remind people and put the fear in people they're going to find themselves in a church building yeah. that's all they know but at that point in time it's too late yeah and they may not be able to get there to try to like <laughs> yeah. you know win them yeah. their surroundings we as Christians should have already influenced them enough that they're like, okay, we're in the same building together, but I shouldn't see a different Rodney or a different Earl right. just because I'm in this four walls with you. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Real good. Real good. Yes, sir. Yeah. Preach now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, man. So. Oh, man. We've been so like, how do you determine? It's kind of off subject. How do, so, how do you determine claps? Soldier does our claps for our. Uh, Okay. <laughs> How do I determine claps? Do you, do you like feel conceited giving yourself claps? Sometimes like, I do, because <laughs> I'm like, that's good. Instead of clap here, I really, it really depends on like if a, if a, if a point kind of, you know, it's like liking your old picture on Facebook. It's like, mm, I'm <laughs> that's so whack to me. 
You probably should let us come over and tell you where to put your class, brother. Put the class at. For you. You can do our class. I can do your class, but I can't do my own class. We should probably tell you where to put your class. <laughs> nah, we don't have time for that. That's too yeah, I always wondered about that. It's kind of, uh, every once in a while, I'll just leave them inside there. It's just let them be random. Bro, every once in a while, like, it's funny because, like, sometimes, like, they just strategically play still. Like, dang, them claps came right on time yet again. One day, though, you're going you to mess up, though, brother. Bro. going to be like, yeah, Sister Justin just died, and we just. That's already happened a couple times. I'm happy I, I had to, to catch it before I bounced out the fire, you know. But we going to get ready to uh, get out of y'all hair. We uh, had mentioned uh, somebody earlier. This is really actually a um, <laughs> a suggestion by one of our listeners, too, for the Adeline King. Who? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cassie! Much love. Yeah, she was pretty bad at this last week. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry, Sorry Miss Cassie. She, she was pretty bad. I am for real. She's trying to harmonize with that stuff. Who's this calling me? I apologize a billion times. I should have said their phone number because they ain't in my, my phone. But what, what, what we was gonna crowd Mr. Kanye West out of line. King oh yes, this uh, this uh, fashion line that he has developed. Looking like a homeless person, Bruh, Like this sweater, and I repeat, this sweater retails for a low, low price of two thousand six hundred dollars. Good, good, good. For this sweater that got these holes in it. Oh, it looked like you've been shot. It looked like. I read somewhere it said like Kanye is selling the sweater that 50 Cent got shot in for $2,600. Call it the Swiss cheese? Oh, bro. The sweater is ugly, bro. It looked like somebody took a knife and just started stabbing all throughout it. We should give Demontre Moore of the New York Giants to Adelon King of the Week. What do you do? What he do, bro? This brother, um, this brother... He got cut from the team this week, and he got into a fight in the locker room because he didn't get a pair, free, free pair of Beats by Dre headphones. <laughs> what? So you know how certain athletes are sponsored by the team, by sponsored by a, a you know, a company or whatever, and they yeah. get, you know, they'll give gifts or whatever. Like that. Sure. Yeah, he didn't get it. He didn't get a pair of free Beats, so he. He got into a fight with the person that didn't give him a pair of free beats, and he lost his job. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> that is so so ignorant. Like, so God. Lewis, Lewis, I know you're listening. This is a professional your, your uh, NFL player, right? Yeah, it makes a pretty nice check. Yeah. yeah. So even if he on the practice squad, he make about four hundred fifty thousand. How much beat by, beat by dress? Um, uh, probably two hundred bucks, two and three hundred bucks. Two dotty dot. I don't make that much money. No, y'all make y'all, y'all, y'all make that much money? Not, no, no, no. Four fifty thousand. Y'all have y'all have beats by trades, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so we can afford beats by trades, <laughs> <laughs> sir. You can too. So between Kanye West decided he's going to charge almost a mortgage note, a mortgage yeah. on a, a nice down payment house. on a house yeah. <laughs> for a sweater, and Demontre Moore no for, you, yeah. sir. for these for getting into a fight over a free pair of beats by Dre yeah. that you could have went out to Best Buy and bought yourself. Yeah. We deem you out of line kings of the week. So we love you guys. Thank y'all very much for tuning in. Check us out on Facebook, SoundCloud, Periscope. 
Twitter. Uh, the podcast link on iTunes. You Twitter know So, any words of advice? You already know, brother. No sex before marriage. No drinking and driving. Keep your hands to yourself. Even though it's uh, getting colder, put that uh, deodorant on. Yes. Yeah, because don't be musty in the cold. Yeah. And I seen a picture in our bathroom as we're leaving in school. It was a reminder to the ladies to wrap up their tampons. To <laughs> <laughs> so wrap them up. up. Yeah, wrap them up. up. Don't be that. Uh, we should fade uh, out with this song right here. Call me on my cell phone. Come on, Rodney. Come on, soldier. Lay that way you need my. Help me, soldier. Lay that way you need my love. I'm the wind that holla, 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 holla. Yeah, holla, holla. Peace.